Hi everyone. Before we started this episode, I just had to give you a quick update because I have the most exciting news tomorrow on July 6th. So I guess if you're listening to this on July 6th, then today the business bundle is relaunching for a few days. So for this week only, you can get the business bundle. If you didn't get it or you don't know what it is, it is a bundle of e-courses all related to different business subjects that sells for $100 US. And there is now 96 courses in this bundle. This is such an amazing deal because these aren't like shit courses. These are amazing courses that all sell for well over a hundred dollars on their own. There are so many amazing topics. And if you want to know more about it, you can listen to my episode called let's get down to business where I kind of go more into depth, but there are topics ranging from everything you need to know to start your own business or for people who already have their own business. And even if you don't have a business or run a business, there are courses about getting hired, about building your resume, about LinkedIn, like everything you need to know to basically just work in general. And it is just such an amazing deal. I had to mention it because it's only back for a few days and it is the deal of the century. I'm not kidding. If there is one thing I can recommend you buy that will change your life, it is this bundle. I bought it myself with my own money to make sure that it was worth it. And it a hundred percent is worth it. My YouTube course is in it. There's so many courses that will be so valuable to you, whether or not you are a business owner now, or if if you want to start one in the future, it is honestly something that you guys need. You guys know that I only ever promote things that I truly fully believe will be helpful for you. And this bundle has just been so helpful to so many people already since it was available a couple weeks ago. I've gotten so many messages from people saying that they've already done like six or seven courses and they're loving it. They've learned so much. It is life-changing. It is something that is only available for a few days, but once you have it, you have it for the rest of your life. So even if you're not ready to start a business now, but you know you might want to in the future, I would jump on this and get it now because it's not going to come back ever again. So um, I really hope you guys take advantage of this. It's so exciting. And that is everything I have to say for now. So we will get right into the episode. Welcome back to Life Chats with Liv B. I am Liv, and today she has a new guest. <laughs> there is a, a new a brand host. new person here. Uh, not really though, because no. you're on it like three episodes ago. I'm so sorry if people are tired. No, they like it. They always message me that the ones with you are like funny and they, they laugh a lot. And I was like, yeah, same. So. Yes. Katie's here because <laughs> you didn't I'm know here the voice in person. Yeah, she's here in person, not mm-hmm. via the internet, uh, because she's in Nova Scotia. Yeah, but even more fun than that. So David and I drove home um, from Collingwood to Nova Scotia, and we had to self isolate for for two days. Initially, we were excited because the four of us haven't really hung out that much as a foursome. Um, obviously, Liv and I have, and I knew Greg even before Liv did. Yeah, but David's like. A new on the scene. Yeah. Seven years ago. Yeah, but we've lived maybe. in different places. Um, so we were like, 
when we come home we'll definitely have to hang out and then we were like what if (laughs) (laughs) what if we just live with you (laughs) while we self-isolate because my parents would be going to doctor's appointments and they're in a high-risk group so we were like you have a room in your basement what if we amped this friendship like up to 100 (laughs) so there was no episode last week because i was in cape breton and so the first week while we were away they were here living in our house taking care of our lawn Mm -hmm. watering greg's new lawn and then we came back and we just cooked so many good things yeah (laughs) and like hung out and made coffee in the mornings and went for walks and just fully lived together just lived together Mm-hmm. like super fun two week roommate situation yeah and now we're podcasting it's great so great i feel like overall it's gone really well <laughs> <laughs> we're having a great time we're having a great time the we dogs love it a lot of good food the dogs yeah. have double the hugs yeah we had like pizza we've had curry curry noodles sushi noodles tacos <laughs> mushrooms bagels coffee, coffee, things, coffee yeah. lots of coffee and cocktails and cocktails alcohol so that (laughs) why did i say it like that because it's a segue (laughs) this was actually a requested episode someone messaged me and was like can you do an episode on alcohol and drinking culture and your thoughts on it and i was like oh i love that and then i totally forgot about it Mm -hmm. and so we were making whiskey sours and katie was like we should talk about alcohol and i was like oh someone actually wants us to do that so that's perfect yeah okay because i just thought like as i get older um I feel like I've had a changing relationship with it mm-hmm. and you kind of start to see how it negatively can affect your mood and mm-hmm. just like your entire well-being but also there's so many situations like every situation is one where you want to drink alcohol and also we talk a lot about like our I mean, we're always talking about our childhood here but yeah like how we were ushered into drinking and if we had to sneak around yeah your high school experience and what kind of things that brought on yeah my opinion on alcohol has changed so much so much over the years i've gone through so many phases it hasn't just been like woo party since i started it was like yeah yeah we can talk about it but just like ebbs and flows and now i'm at a place where i feel like i have a very healthy relationship with it and like Mm -hmm. i i know what i like about it and what i don't and yeah so we're just gonna get into it get into it go ahead (laughs) me (laughs) well let's we'll start from the beginning but to kick us off what are your maybe like top three drinks and when would you like to drink them Ooh, okay so my current favorite which is just quickly become my actual favorite is a margarita mm-hmm. and i've only had a couple thus far but it's just i thought i hated tequila and then i had a margarita and i was oh, like man. no i like it i get why it's they keep so making good. this if you're out with friends you're getting like tacos or just fun little finger foods and you get a margarita it's just the most fun drink you can order it's like just makes you want to go like woo (laughs) (laughs) um but then i also love uh sweet white wine with Mm -hmm. like pizza pasta or dry white wine you know katie brought this one that's has buttery notes (laughs) (laughs) so my dad said it's a buttery chardonnay it's like a buttery chardonnay but i totally got that Mm -hmm. and so love that and then my third one is just like a classic mojito i think or like some sort of gin mint or like gin basil type of situation and that's just for any time love it always yeah what about you gin so good yeah i think my number one would be red wine Mm. and then my number two would be white wine (laughs) (laughs) my number three might be like rosé um no i people have been making fun of millennials lately on the internet which is lately yeah it's always always but now it's like really (laughs) amped up 
Um, and I so get it. But one of the things is like, stop drinking so much wine. Stop making <laughs> drinking wine like a personality trait. Yeah. It's not. And I feel like I'm a little bit one of those people, but I do a really like bit. wine. Like, you know, those socks that are like, if you can read this, bring me bring wine. Bring me more wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those are like, I see those everywhere and I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I also like, um, David and I really like cocktails. He can mm-hmm. make a mean cocktail, so we like whiskey sours. Yeah. Um, I like gin and tonics. Uh, they're nice and easy and refreshing. Anything, really. I like a martini. Mm-hmm. My favorite cocktail is like a very dirty martini. So just wow. lots of uh, olive juice. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, gross. Oh, I just... Oh, and Cosmopolitans I also really like. What are... It's vodka and cranberry juice and triple sec and lime juice. It's I think so I do good. like those. Yeah. Yeah. But it's one that just like you need to pace yourself. <laughs> it's mostly Yeah, because it tastes really good, but it's, I feel like I've had one. Do, they taste good, right? Like they taste. Yeah. They like taste juice. like cranberry juice. Yeah. 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 Oh, this is making, but I also love mocktails. Like I think what I love most about cocktails isn't the getting tipsy <laughs> it's like the combination of like herbs and bubbly things like just makes me so excited i disagree i like the booze <laughs> clearly i just like really like juice yeah <laughs> so okay. so when let's when is the first time you had alcohol and how did you feel about it so my parents were like super they would give me like a sip here and there when i was growing mm-hmm. up but never let me have like a glass of wine or anything mm-hmm. like n- it was just a big no. Yeah. Mom, if you're listening to this, some of this might be news to you. I'm not sure. But I had like my <laughs> first shot. Well, it was a half a shot in grade 11. I was with you. Yeah. And I had, it was Bacardi Raz, which is like raspberry flavored rum. And I'm pretty sure I just had one whole shot the whole night because I did like a half shot. And then like a little later, I did another half shot. But that was the first time I drank. It was so much fun. <laughs> like so much fun and I love that the first time I drank I didn't end up throwing up like Mm -hmm. I didn't overdo it it was just like the best night ever but before that I went to a lot of parties with you guys and people Mm -hmm. would be drinking and I just like wasn't ready so I didn't drink (laughs) what what makes you do you remember when you passed the threshold of not ready to ready like was I don't know what your mind when you were like I'm not ready so when I yeah so there were so many parties when like I would get ready with you guys I would dress up you guys would be drinking and I just like didn't and I was Mm -hmm. so fine with it I never felt pressured or it wasn't even that I was worried about what my parents would say but I just internally was like I don't feel ready for this like I still feel kind of anxious about it and then that night no one was like saying anything but I was mm-hmm. Hannah was just pouring a drink and I was like oh can I like have some of that and everyone was like yes <laughs> and I don't know it's kind of the same with sex like I, I never felt pressure to do it and then all of yeah. a sudden one day I was like okay I'm ready and then did it that's really cool yeah I feel like I didn't have the like social confidence to make a stance about myself in, yeah. during that time you know I feel like most people yeah don't I and like I didn't I wasn't actively trying to no, do it, it as a thing it was just inside. like yeah yeah what was the first time you drank? Um, in grade nine. <laughs> I remember it all really well. I remember when there started to be discussions about alcohol mm-hmm. and when it started to be something that like other people were doing and we were curious about. But one big thing that kind of shaped my relationship with alcohol is that my family does not drink socially at all mm-hmm. and never have. So I feel like 
it became more of something that I was super, super curious about because, you know, there was never that like mom and dad are having wine after dinner. Right. The way I feel like most families have like that exposure. So there was just no alcohol in my house ever. And I remember like having a sleepover. Well, my dad would drink wine sometimes. And we're having a sleepover in the ninth grade with a couple girlfriends. We poured a little bit of wine into like a teeny tiny plastic cup and put juice on top of it and then (laughs) sipped it. And we were like, we're drunk. (laughs) We weren't. But we also were like, this is disgusting. Yeah. And then later that year, um, we went to my friend Laura's house and it was like the first dad's rum in a water bottle that someone brought. Yeah. Like a mixture. Still smelling like certain whiskeys will remind me of that like yeah water bottle experience all of like all through high school and then that's the first time that I like felt the effects of it and we just drank in her bedroom did you like it I don't remember I think so I think I liked the feeling of getting away with it and like and like being rebellious more than I liked it and then because I didn't obviously didn't tell my parents until I was in like grade 12 that I drank but there was just a slew of like really sketchy things that happened throughout high school because really yeah like we would (laughs) like one time my friend and I like went out in the middle of the woods when people were camping but not really there was just like a tent and everyone was drinking a lot and I remember I had Malibu <laughs> and was drinking Malibu, and we each said that we were sleeping over the other person's house, and then we slept in the woods, and no one knew we were there. Yeah, just stupid stuff like that. I never did those things. I am worried about future children not being able to tell me that they're doing these clearly very sketchy, dangerous things. Yeah, obviously, because I would say no, and that's why they don't tell their parents. But yeah, still, yeah. yeah. Greg said they would have like field parties where mm-hmm. everyone would just go to the field school or school field and just drink until the co- police were called yeah. and then they would all <laughs> run into the woods and hide. Yeah. Like it was, that's how he was introduced to drinking. And that was like very early in junior mm-hmm. high. Very <laughs> early. Crazy. And I feel like we weren't super familiar with like the, the signs of being too drunk or having too much alcohol oh, in no. system. Like it was very common that someone would like pass out or yeah. vomit. And now if that happens at a party, it's like, oh my God, you're very sick. But yeah. then it was just like, that's normal. I We don't know because we don't know anything. Yeah. When you start that young, you end up doing those kind of like super sketchy things. Mm-hmm. Whereas like by grade 11, most people's parents knew that they were drinking or yeah. a, a lot of them. So if they had a party at their house, their parents would be home Uh, what i think is a way more safe environment i know lots of people are like have different opinions no like even if parents are home like it's still illegal and like bad things can happen but our group of friends was so open with their parents not me (laughs) i was not open with them and i always lied about it but it was like if someone was sick there would be a mom there to take care of them and like take them home it wasn't like someone passes out in the woods by that age which yeah. I think is also why I felt really comfortable with it. Yeah, because we already we moved past the sketchy stage, and when we were in grade eleven and twelve, it was more like very supervised parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah very supervised. Mm-hmm. And also by that age, binge drinking was still the only form of drinking I knew. Like I didn't yeah. know that just drinking until you were drunk was not a normal behavior. Mm-hmm. It's like teenager behavior. And it wasn't even just drinking until you're drunk. It was like drinking until. You're drunker than you were last time. Yeah, <laughs> basically. pushing it a little bit further. But I remember like you would get to a party and be like, okay, I have to start drinking. And like you mm-hmm. had to get to the point where you were as drunk as everyone else. 
Yeah. Because if you could realize how drunk everyone else was, then you're it not drunk fun. enough. Yeah. Because you're just like in a basement. Yeah. Like it's not objectively like a fun environment. <laughs> and I remember always being like worried that I didn't have enough alcohol. Mm-hmm, like if too, you yeah. just had remnants from the last party, it was like, who, who like who can I split with? Yeah. Because Who's going to share with me? Yeah. And if someone had a brand new court, you were like beeline to that person. Like, hi, can we share? Yeah. Because not having enough was like, you weren't going to have a good time. And now that I'm older, like courts of alcohol are for people's bar, bar. covered yeah. forever. Yeah. you buy, It's not a weekend. No. <laughs> it's something that you buy and then it's like, oh, I have rum for the rest of my life. Yeah. But we were like a court we'll of Bacardi Raz. We will split it and it'll last maybe like two parties. <laughs> maybe unless someone else has some. It was very normal for me to have about like eight drinks in a couple hours. Yeah. Like five shots and like a few mixed drinks. Yeah. And I remember being like, yeah, fifth shot, totally fine. Yeah. Which is so, like if I had that now, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what I, that's like how many drinks I had mm-hmm. at the wedding I went to in the summer. And I just came home and threw up and didn't yeah. drink for another year. Well, because we wouldn't get hung over. So there was no real reason to I not. Know. Yeah. And I don't, I never threw up in high school from yeah, drinking. Yeah. No ever your body just i don't know how i guess yeah yeah. i know some people did but the first time i ever threw up from alcohol was in university yeah which is crazy speaking of university one thing that i am grateful for because we had such a wild it we're making it sound not wild because it was so supervised and we're grateful for that and compared to like greg's experience it was like (laughs) yeah like the police weren't called on us on a weekend type basis but it wasn't (laughs) <laughs> I drank more in high school than I ever did in university. Yeah. And, and like did yeah. things that you wouldn't do now. Things did get very, very out of hand. <laughs> like people would tape bottles of alcohol to other people's hands so that they yeah. drank it all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In university, like I guess I already knew what I could tolerate. Even yeah. Though, like, it was still so much alcohol, like way more than you needed. But I like understood how I reacted to it. And there was just so many people who had never drank before. And then there was no parents. Yeah. And then there was also all these older people who would prey on them or like, yeah. it was just so much more unsafe. Yeah. And there was a lot more of that, like taping alcohol to your hand. For reference, I went to Queens University. So if anyone's listening and is a Queens alum. I'm sure there's lots. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that I don't like Queens. I'm just hyper aware that it has so many different toxic environments and the drinking environment is certainly one of them yeah our frosh weeks they're fun and exciting when you're that young and you think it's cool but now that i'm even one year removed from queens you realize that it's horrible and like abusive and scary yeah and if you weren't a very specific type of person you would not have fun and it would be horrible yeah yeah I feel like that's very similar. Mm-hmm. It's similar to most universities that are in a small town or just an area where it's almost secluded. I feel like Queens is kind of like that, right? Because mm-hmm. it's in Kingston, right? Yeah. Which is not, it's not like U of T in the middle of downtown Toronto no. where you have just, I guess, like more free reign and like it doesn't have that like weird community type of yeah, feeling yeah, like St. of X and Acadia and those kind of ones do. Like even SMU doesn't have that same kind of culture because it's just in the middle of a city. If you're with mixed like, into a city, yeah, there's like business owners and other people and older people. And yeah. you just, you don't have that like isolated experience. Mm-hmm. But even though Queens is a very big university and many people, like it has a high attendance. Yeah. The campus is all in one place. Mm-hmm. And then the surrounding housing areas is all students. Yeah. So you do get that kind of small town 
campus yeah. feel. And like if you met someone, you would pass them again. Like you, you right. see, yeah, there's yeah. a community for sure. And that can be really nice, but I think in a lot of ways it can be really scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can kind of like exacerbate things that mm-hmm. happen in like smaller yeah. I just picture it like Acadia and St. of X where it's just in like the middle of nowhere, Nova Scotia. Every, Pretty much everyone in the town either works for the university or yeah. goes to the university. Yeah, Queens, yeah. And it's just like almost just like this giant free for all, like yeah. Wild West situation where the stuff that you hear about going on is just so far removed from what real life is like. that. You're and then like, you what? normalize it because yeah. it's all you know. So you're like, because there's not a city to like retouch based with reality yeah the things that are happening here must be normal and you see them all the time every weekend so it just becomes your new perception of reality which can yeah. be dangerous yeah like in some schools it's totally normal to go out four nights out of oh, seven absolutely i remember feeling so like so stupid and boring because i wasn't going to like a thursday thirsty thursday <laughs> <laughs> and then i was like oh i went out on wednesday like i can't do it again on thursday yeah yeah <laughs> Not like you couldn't but then, pay me enough money to go out on a Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> but it's crazy. Yeah, people go Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then sometimes Sunday. And it's like, what's open on Sunday? But people do it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the most like university memory that I have is when we were in residence. Because in Queens, you only stay in residence for the first year. And then you have to move out to like a, an overpriced, crumbling house yeah. outside of the campus. Um, and on my floor there's two guys who shared a room and there was like a bigger room and they got like those big costco moving tupperware containers that you like put things and you put on your bed yeah and they had what's bigger what's the biggest version of alcohol the one that's like a huge yeah pig like jug i don't know what it's called anyways they had like the biggest thing yeah. of vodka you could buy and they dumped it in the tub and then they put purple kool-aid in it mm-hmm. and then we would all all night go in their room and like scoop big giant jugs in yeah and drink it and then i remember like a lot of people on my floor that night like punched holes in the wall and like threw the garbage from the floor down the spiral yeah. stairs and it was the first time that i was like oh like alcohol really changes your behavior yeah and i noticed it because i don't think i was a drunk as everyone else and was like this is this could get really really out of hand yeah and it we're lucky that it didn't but it's still at the same time like oh yeah even in high school we the parties that we went to at least for me because they were always at kind of a select few people's house mm-hmm. and as we mentioned before parents were home we never people never like destroyed a house like I've never yes. been in yeah. that situation but I do remember there would be times when you kind of not sober up for a second but maybe you like come out of the bathroom yeah and you just look around and you see just utter chaos like someone's <laughs> crying other people are like yelling mm-hmm. and jumping someone else is sneaking out over there and you're like this is no one is aware of their surroundings whatsoever mm-hmm. and if something bad were to happen yeah it would be awful yeah but greg has been to so many parties where people just absolutely destroy someone's house because they don't even know the person whose party yeah. it is i can't imagine <laughs> i know yeah like in university there would be so many people on the roof that the roof would fall through oh my god it's so scary so dumb it's so dumb yeah and i know that it's romanticized and i know that people have a lot of really fun memories of the Mm -hmm. kind of like chaotic classic university or high school experience yeah and even me like i cherish those yeah i remember like after our prom we stayed up all night yeah and that's really fun yeah but damn it's just such a foundation for a dependency 
or just like a dysfunctional relationship with alcohol. Yeah. Like it really is to the, the environment where those things can fester. Yeah. <laughs> fester and grow. And it goes totally unchecked because it's just the normal. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the reason why, because so many people drink like that, like have kind of an unhealthy mm-hmm. relationship with alcohol all through university, which is like kind of fine, but then continue it after university. Mm-hmm. And I feel like my relationship with alcohol really changed because I moved back home after my first year and I lived at home and we would like go out sometimes some weekends but it was never you're going to a bar you know it doesn't get like so out of hand because you're like out in public yeah so for a few years I kind of like started getting into veganism and like just health I don't know healthy living in general and I just stopped drinking for like a couple years and drank like maybe once a year for like two or three years and I feel like that kind of in that time I matured to understand alcohol a bit more and now I look at the people who just kind of kept drinking like full force Mm -hmm. every weekend since then it can so easily be anyone really like if you because you know if your friend group keeps thinking that that's the norm then that's just what you keep doing and Mm -hmm. there's people who are like 27 now who I went to university with who are still going out every weekend and like spending so much money I was just gonna say it's very expensive (laughs) so expensive Mm -hmm. like it wasn't unusual to just take out a hundred dollars if you were going out for the night and spend it all easy easy it's tough because there's moments too where I'm like oh I'm not one of those people and that makes me feel sad about my life you know what I mean it's like oh I don't have this group of friends that I party with like yeah what am I doing and then there's times where I'm like oh you know I kind of clutch my pearls and I'm like I'm so (laughs) glad that I just drink red wine on the weeknights um so it's a tough I feel like it's a weird space to hold as like a millennial adult person yeah yeah because it still is kind of the norm in your 20s Mm -hmm. to party a lot and yeah yeah, since I stopped doing that I've definitely look at the people who still do and I'm like wow that's a lot of money but then I'm also like oh they I kind of miss it. I, like, know, yeah. I I miss having like a big group of friends who celebrates things together. Mm-hmm. But also, uh, yeah, and it's tough to go so into bad. those situations at, like as someone who you know doesn't do that regularly and feel out of place. Like I don't, yeah, kind of like awkward when there's drinking games now, and like I feel like very easily I'll drink too much and then be too drunk too early, and yeah. that's also kind of embarrassing. So it's yeah, no, I know exactly mm-hmm. what you mean. Yeah. I went to a Christmas party this year and everyone was like close to 30. So like a few years older than me um, because it's for one of my friends. Oh, Katie Conklin (laughs) um, for her husband. And we played flip cup. Yeah. And I hadn't played that since high school, like Hmm. actually high school. So like six years or longer. And it was so nostalgic. Like I just remember playing flip cup and screaming the song and like, it was like the most (laughs) fun you could have at a party but it just felt so weird to do it and I was Mm -hmm. like I'm out of practice and like I don't remember what it's like to just chug back a drink and then like flip a plastic cup like it was so weird I so missed it like it made me miss those high school parties so much but yeah I felt just kind of out of place because I hadn't been doing that Mm -hmm. the whole time through you know what I mean yeah I don't know I know what you mean we had a Halloween party this year at um, my school for the staff and there was like, there's a group of people on my staff who go, cause you can like really go clubbing in China, mm-hmm. like all the time if you want to. Yeah. And there's a group of like wonderful ladies who do that like quite often. And I really like them. And every so often they'll invite me and I'll just be like, you could not pay me money. <laughs> 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 I say something like rude. <laughs> um, and then we had a party 
and um they were just so much fun and they knew all the drinking games and like I finally got into that headspace where I was like I'm gonna party and like (laughs) was playing flip cup but then like later that evening my friend and I just went to her apartment and like had an old cinnamon bun and we're like we're done now (laughs) (laughs) it's like uh, you know it feels like putting on a mask yeah and then having to take it off <laughs> and then you know that yeah. the next day you're gonna feel so 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 <laughs> shit like for maybe two days like it actually oh, takes yeah. me like two days now to fully oh, yeah. recover from like the alcohol poops <laughs> like alcohol poops emotional hangovers yeah like just really feeling like feeling so like anxious and worthless. sad yeah. yeah with the last time that i was like really 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 hungover was one day <laughs> you you I think you saw my my Instagram story from yes. this night. David and I were in Vietnam before we like COVID came home, and um, we went to a cocktail bar because we like cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of our identity, and um, there was no one there, and they had a menu of like twelve different cocktails, and we're like, okay, we're gonna stay here all night and have every single one. <laughs> so we just went two by two, like systematically order them and drink them and like share them and then in the middle of the night I threw up and was throwing up all night and then in like 3 a.m. I drew myself a bath and just laid in the bath and like tried to breathe really deeply and then the whole next day was just like (laughs) so sick yeah it was awful and genuinely had the thought I'm never drinking again yeah it's horrible what was the time when we were supposed to have one of those zoom calls and you were like we're gonna do it and then you were like wait i stood up never mind we're not doing it yeah i still drink quite a bit i think it's the moral <laughs> of the story because just a quick preface to talking to the story i feel like there's a working culture like when maybe it's not just teachers but it's definitely teachers um you're exhausted at the end of the day mm-hmm. you have a huge build up to the weekend and usually there's like big not big parties but people do drink like one or both days on the weekend yeah so we'd have like apartment parties or like go out there was this mexican place that would have margaritas and you just drink so many margaritas yeah and it is fun but it's also like you feel like shit at least (laughs) once a weekend yeah um anyways so at david's parents place they like definitely do drink socially and i'm not used to that so i'm like not good at being oh i just like want all the wine all the time and i never turn it down yeah (laughs) And they never get too drunk and they're always just like pleasantly tipsy. And I'm just like, not used to it at all. So I'm like, more. One night, Judith, David's father, (laughs) David's mother made some sort of delicious cocktail. And then we had wine. Then we had wine with dinner. Then we had a little bit of whiskey. And then I stayed up really late drinking whiskey. And then the next day, just like could barely get out of bed. Yeah. Yeah. Judith had to bring me tea in bed it was embarrassing and horrible and I was like trying to quietly throw up in the bathroom (laughs) I didn't want them to know because they felt bad but I'm always like it's my own fault like I just don't really know it's either like you have that build up to the Mm -hmm. weekend and you're among friends and you're just like yeah and that's all I know I don't know how to just have a nice evening but we've been doing that. Yeah, we've been doing that. I do know. I don't know. It's. I, it was just. I feel like you know, but when you have the buildup, you like can't resist <laughs> <laughs> having too many. What's the worst, craziest, just like a bad drunk night? Like, is it the one that you already talked about? Hmm. When something happened that you just look back on and you're like, just bad. It's never the hangover for me that would make a drinking night bad. Because usually yeah. like even that night, 
at David's parents' place was super, super fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was not like I did anything embarrassing. Um, it was really fun. But I think what would make it bad is if the next day you just realized that you were embarrassing or if you were upset during the night or any time that I, I don't know if you do this, if I'm drunk, I'll get mad at David for reasons <laughs> that don't need, you know, the first stupid reason. Yeah. And or then I always feel horrible about it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like one thing that sticks out for me, because it's like one of the only times this has happened and it happened with you. So I think we were like a year into university and all of our high school friends got together again at our friend Megan's house. And we hadn't like drank together in quite a while, obviously. And we had like that sorbet vodka stuff. It's like mango okay. vodka. And we were like, let's just do shots and then have a fun oh, <laughs> chat on the stairs. Shot for shot? Yeah. So like if I did a shot, you did a shot. If she mm-hmm. did a shot. And then I don't know what happened. Last thing I remember was like taking a shot with you and looking at you and like, smiling. And then the next thing I knew, I just could see grass because <laughs> I was on my hands and knees on her lawn throwing up on her front I lawn. I don't remember this. Oh you were goodness. also throwing up on her lawn, I'm pretty sure. Really? Or in her bathroom, one of those two. But Hannah was outside with me laying on the lawn too. Oof. And we were vomiting on her parents' lawn, which now that I have a lawn, if someone threw up on my lawn, I would be Yeah, they'd be. Livid. Yeah. And then Pat came and picked us up and drove us home. And <laughs> We started this being like, we don't drink that much. <laughs> <laughs> but now I really don't. Like, I don't drink that often. Except for sometimes we'll have like Mm -hmm. a drink. Oh yeah. So I remember, okay. So the way that my opinion on alcohol has changed is that like back in high school and university, it was like, I literally thought that parents or adults who Mm -hmm. had a drink, I was like, what is the point? Like waste of alcohol (laughs) if you don't get drunk because we made shit drinks back then. We would literally mix vodka and disgusting pop or something and like that would be your drink. So Mm -hmm. obviously you didn't enjoy it. But since I've started getting into like cocktails and Mm -hmm. wine, it actually does taste really good. Yeah. And so now I can't imagine drinking like seven drinks all at once to get drunk really, Mm -hmm. really fast. That sounds so crazy. And now I understand why people call it binge drinking. But I thought binge drinking I remember saying to you or like Hannah or someone, I was like, it's not binge drinking. It's just normal drinking. Like that's what you do. And now I'm like, what the fuck? Like, no. Now I just love the idea of making some whiskey sours at home. Exactly. Or like cooking a little bit while you're drinking. drinking Yeah. Yeah. So fun. Yeah. I know. I want to like hone in my social drinking skills. Because I feel like I still react to like two glasses of wine mm-hmm. the next day. Like I may, may not have a hangover, but I'll still feel really anxious. Yeah. That's something that I'm realizing because this past two weeks, we uh, like the first week that we were here and you guys weren't here, we didn't drink at all. Mm-hmm. And I felt so good and clear headed yeah. and was like, oh, maybe, you know, those two, that's one glass of wine or those two glasses of wine every night make a difference. And they do. Yeah. So I want to be more mindful of that while still incorporating all the drinks that I do like. Because yeah. I love, there's nothing I love more than like making dinner and having some sips of wine yeah, or just having, too. you know, rosé on the porch. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's hard because wine is just like so happy and delicious. Yeah. Like you just want to yeah. have a glass and be like, mm. Mm-hmm. But it's important to realize that the, the next day, the feelings you're feeling are you, but also like you put a depressant in your body and yeah. you're now experiencing the effects of that. True. I didn't really realize that until very recently. Yeah. Yeah. I remember being like, why do I always feel anxious after I drink? Yeah. 
Oh, some emotional hangovers are awful, especially if you did something even a little embarrassing the night before. Yeah. Like, the world's going to end. Or for me, like whenever I got too drunk, this is more like after high school because mm-hmm. whenever I got too drunk in high school, it was like hilarious. But after high school, when I got into a relationship, whenever I'd get too drunk, I would just like get into arguments. Yeah. And or, but usually both cry (laughs) like i would just be too drunk and just start sobbing and like the night is over when you start sobbing the night is over there's not a lot of rebounds no yeah so yeah and then whenever that happened it was the next next day you're just like (laughs) sucks yeah yeah and then you just like lose the whole next day and no matter what you eat it makes you feel so nauseous i always just think about it i'm like we really don't have that long on earth like, <laughs> the fact that people waste like one to two days a week being hungover is so scary yeah, to that's me that's true unless you're those people who can just get up and go the next day yeah but those I people are never. unicorns i don't I understand never i feel like this time in our life is a good time to navigate all those feelings because we're still in a group of people who like drink quite frequently mm-hmm. and it still doesn't raise too many eyebrows if you happen to get too drunk or like yeah are, yeah it's still something that happens, but pretty soon it's going to, you know, you're going to have to really know how it affects you mm-hmm. and what you like and be able to live without it. I know someone who like had like struggled with drinking a lot and then pregnancy was what like really helped mm. them get on a path of sobriety because it's nice. like now I'm not only am I can't drink, but it's like I can't drink because I'm responsible for something and that True. continues after you are not pregnant. Exactly. <laughs> you yeah. have a baby. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I just have a pretty healthy relationship with alcohol, I guess mentally, because my Mm -hmm. parents did. My mom never really drank, but my dad did drink socially. Like he would have like a beer some nights or like when he was watching football or whatever. And then like he would go to poker nights and stuff with his friends and would drink a lot, but it never like hindered his relationship with us. Like I just feel very lucky that alcohol didn't Mm -hmm. do much damage to my family. So I feel like I kind of will be able to carry that through in my yeah. parenting as well. Yeah. But I do know that like obviously not everyone is lucky enough to have that. And like my mom's sister's husband's side of the family, like alcoholism runs mm-hmm. in it. So my uncle's never drank. I think sometimes he like cooks with wine, like puts it in stuff, but he's yeah. never had a drink of alcohol his whole life. I remember thinking it was kind of weird when I was younger, but now that I realize how common it is, it's mm-hmm. like I would probably do the same yeah, I used to think that that was so weird. Mm-hmm. And now it should be more common, should be yeah. more talked about. Yeah. Yeah. And if someone doesn't drink at your party, don't be weird about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now they have non-alcoholic beers. Like beer mm-hmm. companies are making them so like they the love the same. Stuff. And like yeah. it still makes you feel like you're included. Yeah. But it also shouldn't be like that. You know what I no. mean? Like I resent that there's such a focus on events that it's like, I'm going to need a fake version of this to feel yeah. included because it's the focal point. Yeah. But I get it. It would be really hard to not drink because when you don't think about it, you don't realize like how prevalent alcohol is. But like mm. any event, yeah, it is kind of the focal point. I know. I was thinking about, well, because I was thinking about taking my medication mm-hmm. and um, I'm starting a new medication that is, doesn't react well with alcohol. And I was thinking, I was like, oh, but then like I have my engagement party, but then, oh, like I want to have champagne for like this and that. Yeah. If you think like that, there's never a time to start that medication no, never <laughs> because, so there's always events there's yeah. always i remember when we got home from cape breton i was like there's literally always a reason to drink like when mm. we were in cape breton we drank every day <laughs> even if it was only like one or two 
there were some days when we had like a few more than that, but we didn't like overdo it any night, but we drank every day. And then I got back and I was like, okay, that was a lot. Like that was more than I'm drinking in a long time. And then you were like, do you want some wine? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, wait, <laughs> especially in the summer, there's pretty much yes. always reason. Like if it's a nice day, I'm like, it's a nice afternoon. I deserve mm-hmm. a little froze. Refreshing. Yeah. But I also like that. Like it's fun. And again, I don't feel like I overdo it anymore That's good. because I'm aware of how shitty it makes me feel. Yeah. I'm happy with my relationship with alcohol, but I think that I still overdo it often. Like I'm I not overdid in like a it messy last way. Yeah. Just in a way where like I'm so, 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 so hungover the next day. Right. Yeah. And I don't like that because it changes my mood for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like not cute (laughs) (laughs) true it's not cute it's not cute greg always jokes he's like we have dogs now like we have to be responsible exactly he's like who's gonna walk the dogs if we're both hung over the next day (laughs) okay let's end on a positive note what is let's talk about more alcohol that we like (laughs) yeah so Um, we wanted to talk about this because we were making cocktails like i said and i i knew that cocktail culture was like a really cool big thing Mm -hmm. that you know you could get like really into it but I just never really looked into it but then when we started talking about it we were on Pinterest and I was like holy shit there's so many things that I want to try put rosemary in anything yeah like rosemary and peach gin cocktail like oh so good oh it sounds so good and like espresso martini I want to try that so much delicious one of the best cocktails we've ever had because now when we go, we travel, we like seek it out. Yeah. We don't always drink everything on the menu. That was one time. <laughs> but one time we went to a bar that was really, because the cocktail bars are just so cool. They are cool. So, cool. so cool. And it was like a raspberry cookie dough cocktail. <laughs> and I don't know what was in it, but it was like a raspberry and it was like very thick and it tasted like cookies and it had like foam on top and Whoa. then like a cookie dough crumble. It was so <laughs> unbelievably good. That's and then crazy. David had that one. And then I had the wine that tasted like green curry. It was like a lemongrass oh, yeah, green yeah. curry cocktail. And he said like a, a meal. That's wild. It's really cool. I don't even think I've had a cool cocktail ever. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots of cool places in Halifax. Yeah. Yeah. We have to go. Expensive. Okay. I did have a cool cocktail or maybe someone else at the table had it. But in Toronto, mm-hmm. of course, at Planta, the vegan restaurant, they have right. like really cool cocktails. They're like very expensive too. They're like $15, $16 each, which is so crazy. Like I that's know. a lot. Yeah. But they had this like charcoal lemonade cocktail. So it was like black, cool. but it tasted really good. And so it was really cool and it had like cool garnishes. What's that guy's channel that David watches with the cocktails? How to drink. Okay guys look up how to drink on youtube yeah, he's pretty cool we watched how to make butter beer yes from harry potter and it's really yeah. cool there's lots and our favorite thing to do is if you go to a cocktail bar sit at the bar and then the bartenders probably don't hate this but talk to a bartender <laughs> <laughs> especially if no one's there you like pretend like you know stuff about yeah, cocktails well, and they're cool. like and then you get to watch them do all their cool stuff true and they're more likely to be like try this yeah <laughs> true Okay, well, thank you for being on my podcast. Love talking about alcohol. Yeah. Okay, well, we're going to go keep spending time with each other. (laughs) We're just going to go keep hanging out. Um, But thank you guys so much for tuning in. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any other requests for future episodes, let me know. And that's it. So I will see you all next week. Bye. Bye.